Welcome to Raising Our Voices on 3CR. The program is today about what's changed for you down in the lockdown now and how do you feel once out of lockdown? Yeah, that's exactly right. This is Bronwyn here from Armida and I'm here with guests today, James Teakin and Amanda Millier from Reinforce and Lisa Brumtis from Brain Injury Matters, BIM. BIM, yes. So today we're talking about 2021, returning from lockdown and isolation during pandemic COVID-19 for people with disability. So welcome to Raising Our Voices. (laughs) 2020 was definitely a tough year. I think most people would agree with that statement. Yes. I believe tough doesn't even begin to cover it. Yeah, right. Um, no, I think it was particularly tough for everyone, but particularly for people who are on their own. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much said, but it doesn't even begin to cover it really. Yeah. Like going out, you've got a mask with you everywhere, every time, whether you're supposed to be wearing it now or not. Mm. How have you responded when you see people who've not wearing masks when it's been compulsory or or wearing them or not wearing them correctly, such as underneath their chin or oh. not covering their nose? That turns me off like a dog's breakfast. Mm. I see people wearing it on their face, face and not covering their nose. I see people wearing it under the chin, sort of. Oh. I see people taking it off to, t- to have drinks and that's about it. That's allowed though, but yeah, still, uh, see, my item in my opinion is that you can only do what you can do for yourself. In the meantime, if they don't follow the rules, they may be infecting other people, but they don't think, think about their uh, their in what they're doing to other people. That's just my opinion. Mm. Lisa, what are your thoughts about um, mask wearing, uh, when you see other people wearing their masks? Perhaps my not thoughts correctly. generally about this entire scenario is everyone does what they can. Mm. Yeah, you need to wear it in shopping centres when you're walking, going for a walk. Um, don't need to wear it when you're riding a bike, actually. You don't need to wear it when you're going for a walk now. No, not now, but it pays to take it just in case you go to a shop and yeah. Um, if you're going shopping, you need to wear it. Um, if you if you got a letter from your if you got a letter from your doctor saying you don't need to wear it, you have to you have to show proof that you don't need to wear it. Walk. Would that be a medical exemption or it, disability exemption? Or? Um, well, it's a disability exemption, but you have to have a letter explaining why you don't need to wear it. Mm. Has anyone been uh, affected by uh, not being able to access medical appointments or treatment or 
or wait lists for surgery, anything like that no, because of really. COVID? No, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't been attending my dentist appointment, doctor's appointments. Not, I, I, I do get a phone call from a doctor occasionally over the phone, but I haven't seen my doctor face to face yet. So telehealth um, appointments, James. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I do attend appointments occasionally, like hospital hospital appointments I attend more often, but just haven't been seeing my doctor face-to-face -face because of COVID, but because I have home doctors coming out to see me sometimes, but not all the time. You can't get home doctors to come out and see you, but you have you have to wear a face there. You have to wear a face mask around them too, in case they catch something from you. All you have to do is just ring the and home doctor, and then they come out to see you. But that's all bad is. Speaking of doctors on the phone and all that for eight months in the country, and I'm not going to say where. <laughs> um, mm. My doctor and I. Wait, Lisa, she'd ring me up once every fortnight or every month, and, and that was very handy. I did see the doctors a number of times in, in, in where I was, and, and through that I saw lots of very interesting stuff too. Mm. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah. Amanda? What did you see? <laughs> like... It was a bit tracky-like. It was a screen that measured your temperature, and I said, oh, something out of Star Trek. Oh, oh, oh. This, uh, this this talking thing on the pole was something, eh? Oh, ah, thermometer to take your temperature? No. no, no it was like um, a screen such as where on it, what is it, blah, 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 from red. And it's a bit hard to describe, but it's like a moving, a moving thing I've seen in another show while I was up in the country town too. But, yeah, <laughs> that blew me off this planet and stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lisa, what about you? Have you been able to access your medical appointments and everything oh, yeah. that you need? Yeah, nothing, not, not that much of a problem. No, I can say that I don't really have a problem getting around and doing what I need to do. Mm. Why are you getting out and about? Yes. Have any of you been relying on services that have been disrupted, like staff, uh, support workers coming oh. to assist? Have there been um, cancellations because of short staff? Uh, issues or or anything like that? No, not really. No. Um, it's I got I got all my services back on the twenty seventh of November, but now I tell them to disinfect them their hands. I remind them to disinfect them in the shops or because that's a I don't want my carers to get sick, and I know I'm very fussy at the moment, very fussy indeed. Mm. I understand that. I mean, it's it's really difficult when you've got people who are working with you to provide support, mm. and they, they're they at risk of, mm. of infection yeah. as well, and so are you. It's, 
it's very tricky. Mm. Same with hospital staff or all, all of the sort of frontline services. I, I really think that they're doing a great job in, in um, handling mm. what's happening. I mean, it's a global thing and yeah. mm. um, yep. I think, I think the medical staff doing, doing what they can. They're doing an amazing job. Mm. Yeah. So you're listening to Raising Our Voices today on 3CR, 8.55am, and uh, we're talking about 2021 and the, and the change in restrictions to returning from lockdown and isolation from the pandemic COVID and how, how that is for people with disabilities. With James Teakin from Reinforce, Amanda from Reinforce, uh, Lisa from Brain Injury Matters, and we're going to go to a song. A song break. Yep. Okay. I'd like to pick this song is because it came out about 20 years ago, plus, and as soon as I heard it up where I was, I said, ah, a thorn in my side, and I said, it should be the bug in my side. So can we make that <laughs> song COVID-19? Get out of here.
been listening to Thorn in My Side by Eurythmics and uh, you're here with us today at 3CR Raising Our Voices. Uh, we're speaking with James Teakin, Lisa Brumptus and Amanda Millier and we're talking about uh, returning from lockdown 2021 and the isolation coming out of all of that for people with disabilities and um, Amanda, you were saying that song, Thorn in My Side, rather than Thorn in My Side, Bug in My Side, the COVID-19 bug in my side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, and it still is a pain in the <laughs> side, in my opinion. <laughs> Get out of here, bug, out. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to also ask, how comfortable were you with the use of information technology while we were forced to isolate and keep keep distance from family and friends Ugh. were you able to use things like facetime or skype or zoom um speaking of you planets and whatnot and who where i would say months and those weeks it was a little a, a new learning curve that i never had to done before and now it's just like walking in the park as we speak and and I learned a number of other skills to do with technology too and I'm still a little bit timid but well I'll get there eventually <laughs> that's really good that you learned how to to use did you get some new gadgets uh anything like that so, no Amanda Learning, learning with support in the beginning of it, and ah yes, get and 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 I'm still learning new things, even though I'm now back at home. At same line as everybody else, yeah. <laughs> James, did you have to rely on information technology, and did you did you need to get some new devices or or learn how to do new things? I check up on my family in UK, they're okay. I talk to my cousin on the phone. I just make a phone call and sometimes I leave a message with with whoever. If they don't answer their phone, I just leave a message. I just leave a short message saying, hi, I've rang you just to check up on you and, you, and give me a call back when you're free. That's all I say. Lisa, did you need to um, get different technology or devices or learn different ways of communicating? No, um, 
Except for the Zoom scenario, I didn't think anything else was, I don't think anything else was new. So no, I didn't really have an issue with Infotech. Except when the internet decided to go down on me one time. Oh, what a pain in the butt. <laughs> and what I said to, to the people was, I'm already isolated, I can't go without the internet. And they agreed. So that was good. That's very good. Did mm. they fix it straight away? Pretty much. I'm glad. So am I. Trust yes. me. Yes. So <laughs> and uh, and uh, and I just add um 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 since since I've been back home, I've been using my um data on so, so I've got to keep a record of how much data I spend and all that stuff so yeah so that's that's another new experience I've had to do at home <laughs> what are your thoughts about what's happening in other parts of the globe with the response to COVID-19 virus not good in my book. They're not like us. Uh, 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 Aussies, in my opinion, pal. Go Aussie, go. <laughs> I would absolutely hate to be in America now. Of course. I would anyway, but especially now. Mm. I mean, their elections were a joke. But what's <laughs> happening with COVID is amazing. Yeah. I don't think they even realise what they're not doing. And apparently it's just as bad in the UK, so many infections. Mm. I just don't understand. I've been hearing that on the news as well, Lisa, that the UK is very badly affected. They're, mm. they've got, they're having record numbers of new cases yes. per day. It's it's not a good situation in the US as well, like you said. I, I agree with you. Uh, other parts of the world as well. Um, India. Yeah. James. I don't you... understand what their issue what the issue is. What do you mean, Lisa? Like I'd I really don't understand what probably because we're in Australia and we're quite well off, like in terms of the COVID stuff. But I don't understand why why this is just so much of an issue being clean, hygienic, uh, allowing the spread. I, I really don't understand why it's so much of an issue when it's just a basic matter of cleanliness. What are your hopes for the future with the pandemic? Obviously, I want it to be over and done with as soon as possible. But beyond that, I know that there are like intimate games of power going on through it. And to be quite honest, I'm just bamboozled by the whole bit. I'd like to say bring on a better form of humanity, but I'm so kind of disappointed with <laughs> humanity anyway that I don't know if that's possible. Amanda, what, what are your hopes for the future with the pandemic? Well, this is in my opinion. And um, um, and if we all stick to our guns and try and look after each other and 
hopefully touch wood the vote will go away and I hope Australia get, gets the right um, jab so we can be a bit more safe um, safer to protect ourselves that's about all I can see at the moment in my opinion. James, what are your hopes for the future with COVID? Uh, I'd like to to see some changes with COVID, like having meetings in person, uh, face-to-face meetings, um, like one-to-one meetings with, but it depends on the the where the meeting is uh would like the COVID to be over as soon as possible um hopefully people will get tested for COVID, like just like that just like a anything um attend more appointments in the future go 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 more holidays like outside outside of the border and travel just travel further like outside of victoria all very good points Mm. i was looking at the statistics for the 7th of feb Mm. and the the number of cases we had it were 28,850 and 25,486 have recovered and we've had 909 people pass away. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. And yeah, I, that's so sad because those mm. 900 plus people are not going to be around to celebrate their birthday or Christmases mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Mm. That's, that's a downside in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, Amanda. Yep, yep. And I recall that we went into the first lockdown in March uh, 2020 and the and the borders closed on, on the 20th of March. Yes. And then we had um, social distancing introduced on the 21st of March. Yes. We had a lot of numbers of cases at, around that time and that started dropping off a little bit in April. Uh, cases, number of cases started coming down, which was yes. very encouraging uh, when I was watching the, what, the news, what was happening. Then we had the second wave in, in oh, May, June. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I noticed also that the, the there were more deaths during the second wave than there were in the, in the first. Mm. Yeah. And and speaking of borders and all that stuff, um, the soon as I'd mentioned um, the ring of steel is it's going to come off and I go, home, home at last. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're finally able to return turn from the country. <laughs> yep, yep. Plenty of stories and plenty of paintings and so forth to show people. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Any other thoughts on on what's happening at the moment and, and concerns to do with people with disabilities in general or, or 
or our own disability? I think it's affecting everyone with their disabilities, I think. I believe you're right. And my my opinion, it's each disability has been affected in their own different way, and you don't know, you know, you know why it's going that way. But but how can I fix this stinking problem? Oh, oh. Hmm. <coughs> yes, I think I think there's such a variety of of different. Mm different ways disability can impact on people. I agree with you, Amanda, on, with that point. It's, mm. I agree with that. Um, overall, concerns? however, sorry. Go ahead. Overall, however, I think we're all, every single one of us is with a disability now. Uh, yeah. Do you want to say more about that, Lisa? What do you mean? Well, whether we're um, able-bodied or disabled, I think we're all in a position where we we're, we're all missing out on one, some at least one particular aspect of life. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't see how anybody can be able-bodied at that point. Perhaps but that'll bring about a kind of new sense of understanding generally. I definitely think there's a new understanding of hygiene in general. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Any other thoughts or uh, concerns? Um, how is the people in CAUs or group homes, are they getting support? Are they going to get the jab when, when it comes their turn or something? Oh, what? What's that going to be like? To, and uh, and do they understand what's going on? Yeah, that's a that's a really important point. Um, <laughs> it, it depends on how much information is getting through to people. Yep. yep. In yep. and um, <laughs> how much how much um, I suppose it's affecting the, and how much people are aware of. of what's going on in the wider community when they're in a group home is a really good question. Uh, it's been one of my concerns as well. Uh, similar to people in aged care settings who are not, maybe not getting a lot yet. Yeah. Maybe they're not getting a lot of information about what's happening or yeah. I, I have concerns about about people in, in institutional settings. Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. That's, that was a third, so we've got this one, this one, this one, so just about three or four layers of different um, people are probably in, in, in each settings that got their, their, mm. their own level of understanding. What's going on? I don't know what what's going on kind of stuff. Mm. I know <laughs> that, that um, there were advocacy organisations, MITRE and other organizations were asking for easy read information accessible for people with all different kinds of disabilities uh, in accessible formats to everyone in an institution well I'm, I'm hoping that it did reach <laughs> people but there would have been people that it would not have you know knew, 
news would not have reached for one well, reason I hope or another. It'll reach them. Not that, that it's worthy news or anything like that. But nevertheless, you want them to understand what's going on. Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, I share your opinion. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that there's not going to be another outbreak. Oh, oh don't mention that. No way. No way. Oh, what? No way. <laughs> Thank you out there for listening to raising our voices, and and I gather this was a very interesting topic, and I hope you all enjoyed the program that you just heard and stay tuned for the next Raising Our Voices on 3CR 855 on the AM band. Bye and thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you very much Amanda. <laughs> thank you Lisa. Thank you. Thank you James. Right. Bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.